Hey everyone, before we get started, let me just say that we are so thankful for the great work that's being done across agricultural leadership and the leadership discipline in general. We have tried our best to acknowledge the work of authors as we discuss them in the podcast, but in case we missed it, just let us know and we'll be glad to make sure that we give credit where credit is due. Now, let's head on into the day's episode and engage with the Leadership Combine. When I was living in London a couple of years ago, I never thought life would bring me to Labok one day. The day I landed at Labok Airport was definitely the biggest culture shock of my life, even though I've been through many cultural changes in the past. It was the first time I experienced the effects of a culture shock and really understood what it feels like. Culture shock is the stages of joining a new group or moving into a new place. Today, we're going to dive directly into culture shock and how it impacts everyone from all backgrounds. We'll also discuss how we can each adapt to new places and new faces. Thanks for joining us on today's Leadership Combine. It's time for the Leadership Combine, a place where learning and applying lessons of leadership helps you make a larger impact and become a better and more informed leader. Get ready to engage in leadership, agriculture, community development, and all points in between. This podcast is sponsored by the Agricultural Leadership Discipline at Texas Tech University. Settle in. It's time to start the combine. I hope you're having a great day and you're excited to learn more about Culture Shock. As a reminder, our content experts are ag leadership students who've been taking a diversity in agriculture course. Today's guests are Jake, Kristen, Amanda, and Theodora. Thanks for being with the Leadership Combine today. Thanks for having us. Well, I'm glad you're here. So I think this is a really interesting topic. Everyone has experienced some form of culture shock in their life. And I'm just curious, how did you all decide on the topic? So after talking with each other, we all realized that we had something in common, which was coming here and how it felt to leave family and friends and come to someplace new and step into an unknown territory. And last year, Kristen and I were in a class called Agriculture and Society, and our professor talked about culture shock and how it affected him and made it clear that at some point we all go through it. After realizing that we had all gone through it, maybe it was something that we could talk about in case other people were going through the same experience. And I think it's so interesting that, that you all kind of, you came to this realization, you know, when we go to college, when we come to college or move to a new place, we have that culture shock. I had that when I moved here from Nebraska. And so um, I think this is very timely. So let's, let's dive into it. Okay, so let's get into the nuts and bolts of today's topic. Amanda, what is culture shock? So culture shock is the overwhelming feeling of experiencing a culture that is extremely different from your own and your own personal orientation. And it's the process of emotional responses that a person experiences upon arrival of a new placement or a new culture setting. There are different stages in culture shock, and we're actually going to talk about those. The first one is elation. And basically what elation is, is your initial reaction to a voluntary move to a new culture or situation. And some of the reactions that you can kind of expect from people are excitement, hope, anticipation, and expectations are developed and opportunities are assessed with unrealistic optimism. Well, so far, Amanda, you've described my reaction to getting this podcast started. And to your team and all the other episode guests, 
becoming content experts in your different areas. I've been elated, uh, as you said. And so, Kristen, I, I feel like you're, though, about to come in and share some other emotions that we may experience through culture shock. How can you expand on the stages of culture shock? So the second stage of culture shock is anxiety. Considering most of the society, society has or is experiencing anxiety, we wanted to know how it can affect someone coming into a new place. It's personally affected me because I have really bad social anxiety. So when I get into big groups of people or like walking into a new classroom and I don't know anybody, I typically just want to sit in the corner and not say a word. Okay. Um, but coming here, I've really learned that like everybody's really nice and they want you to succeed. So it's not super hard to talk to people. Um, so I think that what I hear you saying, though, is that everyone kind of experiences being that newcomer and and being um, and kind of going through that feeling of anxiety. And so, yeah, because of COVID, there's a lot of anxiety in society right now. Yeah. But but this is a stage of culture shock. And so what are some of the reactions um, of anxiety? So there's test stereotypes, um, clinging to past cultures, opportunities are assessed with unrealistic pessimism. Okay. Uh, a lot of people really don't like to go put themselves out there anymore, which is a kind of a social crime because everybody has so is so unique and has so much to offer to the culture. And you learn so much about everybody. Like being in this podcast group, I've learned so much about each of these people. And it's really made me look at life in a different way. Good. So I'm glad that you've had that reaction um, because, like you said, people have different different reactions to it. So what's the what's the third um, kind of stage of culture shock? So the third stage of culture shock is rejection. Uh, like I said, like when you get to a new place, you kind of reject wanting to open up and be around the people that you're there or your fear of the rejection of yourself and those people not accepting who you are or what you value and what you like. Uh, well, I think in terms, one of the things you said is the way that um, rejection sometimes is that first thing that we go to because we don't know any other way to respond to a situation. Um, but, but our, you know, I know that there are reactions and things. So talk about a little bit of the reactions with rejection. So like when a newcomer explores ways to nullify the change and return to a former culture, they try to revert back to what they're comfortable with. And everybody has that like base rock that they all tried to go back to. That's their safety spot. Um, but coming into a new culture that it's important to have that spot so that you have something to lean back on. But at the same time, you have to also let yourself explore the new place. Uh, people are forced into new situations involuntarily, and it might go directly into this stage. That that one personally has been an issue sometimes. You know, like putting into being put into groups is typically a fear of mine because I do not. I mean, I can work well with people, but it's not my personal go-to. Mm -hmm. I know that I'll get the stuff done when I need to get it done. And working with others, it gives you that fear of like, oh, are they going to do it on time? Are we going to do this correctly? Is this how it's supposed to be done? But with the rejection, like it's all kind of part of it. Um, 
another way, like, everybody comes into rejection with negative attitudes when you go to a new place, uh, or, like, you alienate yourself and go back to that home base and that little corner that you like to hide in, but that social behavior and stuff, it's not really what should be happening. You should be allowing yourself to meet new people and experience the new ways of life. Well, I think, as you are talking about, though, these are different stages, and we have to go through all these stages, and so... Um, I think that one of the things that we find in leadership is that psychological safety has to be uh, in place, meaning that people feel comfortable in areas um, so they can be themselves. So emotions can impact our response. I think that's one of the biggest things that I'm learning so far. I can think about times when I've been put into those situations and how I've reacted. I've also seen that from a reverse perspective when new students get to campus or students from different states or countries begin to navigate campus. So Jake, what's next to best understand culture shock? So the next phase of culture shock is regression. And what regression is, it's the lowest emotional point during the transition. So newcomers realize the, the permanence of their situation. And some of their actions include submissive hopelessness. Okay, so what experiences have taught you about this? So my experiences um, include when I left for boot camp, I left all my family, friends, everything I really ever know, ever known um, for a life of straight mystery. Like I didn't know what was going to happen to me, and I really had no one to talk to and get in a deep conversation with because there's just a bunch of random people over there. So you're still trying to navigate kind of what's normal what, and, and what is what is normal for you yes, in, in this new thing. So absolutely. So um, I know that next stage is, is reentry as, as you kind of begin to um, move kind of upward and, and forward. So tell us about that, that next stage. Yes, sir. So reentry. So that's when the newcomer rediscovers the positive aspect of their situation. Um, their reactions are able to look back and laugh. Um, they, they'll become involved with others in the culture and their activities, and they uh, see more opportunities are realized and their hope returns. And uh, my experiences with this are I started focusing on why I was um, doing what I was doing in the Navy, and I was making friends, and then I got out of boot camp, A school, my candidate school, and I started flying and traveling the world, and I was having a great time, and I started loving it. So I appreciate you sharing your own example, Jake. Our servicemen and women experience forms of culture shock when they're serving, but I also imagine that this is something that so many experience when they return from service. I feel like we're turning the corner on culture shock and I'm really getting into the stages. So I think you all have done a good job of helping our audience along so far too. So what can you add, Theodora? So there are two more final stages of culture shock. Um, the first one is acceptance, when the person becomes a part of the social system and accepts their role in it. Um, some of the reactions that people feel when acceptance is happening are ac acquiring new friendships, they feel more emotionally settled, and they feel like they can participate in the social setting. So how has this impacted you personally? Um, so acceptance came pretty quick for me because everyone was really welcoming and it really depends where you move to because it, it really 
it's really up to the people that you interact with to make you feel at home. Um, and so being in Lubbock, even though it was really different, it felt like home really quick and I was able to make a lot of friendships and be comfortable. Okay. And so there's one last stage, affection. Tell us about that. Affection, in my opinion, is the most important stage because it's the stage where the person develops an emotional tie to the new culture that they're experiencing and they support and promote their experiences and the new culture that they're living in. So in the beginning, Theodora, you mentioned a lot about um, how you got here, like your experiences with culture shock, but do you have any other stories? Uh, so as I said before, acceptance when coming to Lubbock came quick, but that was not the case when I first moved outside my home country when I was 16 and I went to London because I'm not actually from London. I was born in Greece and then at 16 I went to London for school. It wasn't as easy because I was really young and I was really scared. I didn't know the language so well, so like it was just a lot scarier. So like acceptance came much later on my culture shock um, like journey. And I think that it's really uh, important for everyone to understand how many difficulties people that move around have because people may say, oh, you're so lucky you traveled the world. But then again, it's so hard for me to have to like adapt to every new place. I mean, every new place that I've moved. Um, what about you? Have you experienced any culture shocks? So I come from a really small town in eastern New Mexico, and my school in total had about 180 kids pre-K through seniors. So coming to Lubbock was a really big culture shock for me, and coming into a school with how many people are here, Dr. Hedrick? 40,000. Like, yeah, that was that was crazy to me, like living on my own for the first time and trying to figure out the roles that I had in society and how adulthood works in general <laughs> and like not having that safety place where your parents are there to fall back on. Um, uh, it affected me because I was just I was scared and I really didn't know how to do it. And I kind of just followed what my friends were doing. And, you know. Like, a lot of them were going out every night and staying up super late, and I was so socially anxious that I really didn't sleep much when I first got here. I still don't sleep that much, honestly, but uh, that was just something that really affected me a lot, is just meeting the new people and, like, being okay with putting myself out there and being okay with who I am as a person, and, like, in my own way, and not worrying about what other people thought of me. It affected me in that way. Um, what about you, Amanda? I mean, for me, I'm completely opposite from you. I mean, I came from a bigger town. Like, I came from Austin. So, for me, it was coming to a small town, trying to figure out how to deal with everything. And, like, I'm so used to everything being 30 minutes away from everything or even longer. And coming here, everything's 10 to 15. I didn't really know what to do with myself because it was such a small town, nothing to do. Because <laughs> when I lived in Austin, I could drive... 45 minutes one way and go to another whole city or I can drive two hours and go to another city but for me culture shock was really difficult here because I didn't know anybody I came up here alone and then also being older than everybody else I didn't really know my place so finally figuring out that like I can actually make friends and like understand and talk to other people it's been really great and I'm so thankful that I actually got the experience to come up here but I know Jake probably has a few 
more experiences than we do because you had the biggest one, right? Yeah, so I'm from just 20 minutes north of Lubbock, so I'm used to this area. I've been here all my life. But, um, of course, I moved away from the military, and uh, um, I carried that experience with me because it really made me – I had to mature very quickly because in high school, after even after I graduated, I was still that childish kid that didn't know anything. And then uh, leaving, I had to mature very quickly, and that's the experience that I – bring with me to this day I'm not the same person as I left and I will never be that person again really so Dr. Hedrick uh how did it affect you coming from Kentucky moving to Lubbock and how your experience have you experienced culture shock that's a good question Jake I think for me moving from Kentucky I moved to Nebraska uh, to get my PhD I lived in Kentucky my entire life and love being from the bluegrass state um, but when I moved to Nebraska for a PhD, that was something that I had always, I worked in student affairs and I had always encouraged my students, go and see the world. And I realized I'd never done the same. And so I had to take my own advice, went to Nebraska to get my PhD. That was a culture shock in its own because Nebraska is just a different way of life. Each state is so different. And so um, when I finished my PhD and I was on the market, um, I interviewed it at different universities. And one of the things that really kind of struck me was how friendly everyone was at Texas Tech and how I began to see my place. Um, now, I had to do my entire faculty interview over Zoom because it was during COVID. So you can imagine that I didn't get to see Lubbock. I hadn't been to Lubbock in about 10 years. And so it had been, uh, Lubbock's changed. And, and Lubbock is definitely um, it's different than it was 10, 15 years ago. And so um, it's really cool to see some of the progression that's been made here in terms of um, how the city's growing. And it's if you really pay attention, you can hear how the city will continue to change and evolve and how big of a part tech has in that. So um, I think next, let's talk about how does someone deal with culture shock? I think that the best way to deal with culture shock, in my opinion, is to get involved as much as possible. Go to community events, and even talking to new people has really helped me. I know for me, I've really struggled when it's coming when coming back to school, just because I had talked about my age gap and just feeling weird about interacting with students who are younger than me. But luckily, I've gotten out within the community, within tech, and we've done, done a lot of events here, and I've actually gotten to meet people, and I've actually experienced, you know, new friendships, even in our leadership class. I think tech does a great job in trying to get students involved and helping with culture shock. Yeah, that's facts. I 100% agree. Okay, so as we finish up today, how has culture shock affected your outlooks on things and um, has it helped you become more open to change? 100%. Um, it really just helped me like understand what was going on and help me become who I am. It, I, one thing that I learned from it and that's helped me a ton with it is just go for it. Don't be scared. If they don't like you, they don't like you. And if they do, new friendship. There's not, it's not going to hurt anything just to try it. I know. Oh, you're good. <laughs> I agree with that. I think that the more you think about being in a different place and the more you like um, 
make a drama out of it, like the more difficult it's gonna be, like uh, just forget about all the difficulties and focus on the nice things and try to make new friendships. Well, I was gonna say that I know for me that I hated change before I went through culture shock and that's something we discussed. I was very type A. I had to have everything done a particular way and if it wasn't, I was a, that planner person we had talked about. But ever since moving here and like going through culture shock, I've been more open to experiences and I'm honestly super grateful for actually going through culture shock and seeing a different perspective. Yeah, and I think honestly culture shock is one of the most important things that someone could go through because you really don't know who you are until that's the only thing that you have because you can't, so like times when you can't rely on your friends to be you for you and you have to just be yourself. Word. Word. <laughs> Word. Um, another like helpful thing that I've learned, especially if you're going into college and experiencing culture shock, go to the games, go to the football games, go to the basketball games. I didn't really go to the volleyball games, but I wanted to. Um, or like go to like the rec or the gym or the courts that they have outside. Uh, one experience I had, we were we all decided to go play sand volleyball, and there was some people that were playing in the court next to us, and they had an ongoing joke that they easily let us be involved in, <laughs> and it was just like, oh wow, like these people are actually friendly. They aren't gonna bite my head off if I say something. So that was one thing. Or I went to a basketball game and I went alone because my friends decided they didn't want to come. So I was sitting in the middle and like the crowds around me the we rushed the court after tech one whoop whoop but the girl was like hey like let me take your picture I know you're here alone or do you want to be in this picture with us uh and like kind of really included me in that and then we got snapchats and was like hey if you show up like let me know you can sit with us and it was just a really great experience so go to the games get involved good advice I also think that we do a really good job here at Tech of doing tailgating, and we also send out community letters, and especially if you're in the Davis College, they send out a lot of emails about how you can be involved in the different things. Like, I know Davis College has its own tailgating during football season where they have food. Yeah. I did not <laughs> but know that. But they always have good food and everything, and then also the engineering building, you know, that's another way to get out and actually meet people who aren't in your particular program as well. And um, social media, they do a great job of, like, advertising new people and coming in. Uh, there's pages, especially for Texas Tech, it's like Texas Tech 25 or Texas Tech 26 for incoming freshmen. And it's a way to, like, network and meet new people when you get there. I knew I made some of my, like, really good friends at the beginning of the semester doing that. So, like, reach out to them and try that. I think that's a great suggestion. And I think one of the things um, – you know, as reliant as our society is on social media. Social media can be a good tool to help us prepare for culture shock. I know this summer uh, I'm taking a group of students here um, to Spain at this so summer. Cool. And so I'm excited about that, but I also know that culture shock will come into play this summer with those students and with myself. This is my first time in Spain as well. So I think one of the things that I've been doing is following social media to suit places to learn about events, things that are going to be happening so that I can immerse myself in the culture a little bit. And so I think that leads me up to one last question that I have for you is how do we navigate learning new cultures? You've talked a little bit about it, but what are some strategies that we can use to, to learn new cultures? Be, be open-minded. Yeah, I think that's a really good advice. 
Uh, the more you open your eyes to new people with different experiences, the more you're going to learn from them. Don't be scared about uh, sounding different or being different, doing something different. They're, everyone's going to love um, everything new that you're going to teach them just as, just as much you're going to love the different people's new things that they're going to teach you. That's a good point. I feel like you should just go for it. Like, if you have an idea in your head, you're like, yeah, I'm just going to go up to this person and talk to them. Just go for it. 100. 100%. Sorry. I think uh, one of the things that um, in this in this class this semester, um, each student's been working on a diversity plan. And they've had to identify a, a culture that they wanted to learn more about. And so I think that from a lot of individuals, after learning more about the stages of culture shock from you all today, I see that some of the students in our class went through culture shock in working with others. And I think that's important to recognize is that um, we, can, we can all go through these stages. It's how we decide to deal with culture shock. And, and I think that you all did a good job and gave some great strategies today uh, to help us do that. Any final thoughts from you all? Um. Well, going into some place, you have, like, that initial thought of what it's going to be like in your mind. Discard that completely. It's going to be different from anything that you ever experience. I know coming here, I thought tech was going to be completely different, and then I got here and was like, oh, dang, okay, this is how it is. Not what I thought. So just don't don't assume things. Okay. Yeah, That's before a good one. coming here, I thought everyone was going to wear boots and jeans. Pretty much true. <laughs> But then again, it's not, but it is. <laughs> a lot of people wear boots and yeah. jeans, right? It fits in with the culture. Yeah. I mean, I know you talked about how love exchanged and everything, but, like, if you go to the transfer page, like, we're talking about social media, I actually did a transfer post on there, and we talked about how, like, I had come visit, come and visit 10 years ago. I was like, yeah, this is where I'm going to come. And I was like, this is not exactly what I remember it looking like 10 years ago, but being open to seeing how everything's changed and how everything's grown has been great. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm from here, so the only really difference it was was coming back from being in Great Lakes and then Florida and then Fort Worth and moving back here. Um, the only thing really different for me was just, like, my friends are gone for school and stuff like that. Well, I really appreciate you all being here today. And my hope after today is that our audience understands culture shock and they can identify when they're going through it themselves. As mentioned, it can impact us in our own hometown in another state or another country. We've learned how to identify the stages of culture shock, and we've also talked about how to work through culture shock. Let's have our guests tell us more about themselves. Tell the audience who you are, where you're from, and what your major is. Um, I'm Theodora. My major is Electronic Media and Communications, and I'm from Austin, Texas. I'm Jake Ayers. I'm from Abernathy, Texas, and my major is Agricultural Leadership. I'm Amanda. I'm from Austin, and I am studying agricultural communications. I'm Kristen Growl. I'm from Grady, New Mexico, and I'm studying agricultural communications. Well, thank you all for being with us today. I really have enjoyed this conversation, and I think we're going to get tons and tons of likes based on you all alone and, and everything that you've talked about today. So that's all for the episode of the Leadership Combine. I hope you've enjoyed learning as much as we've had discussing culture shock. Join us for our next episode of the Leadership Combine coming to a podcast station near you. 
Don't forget to like and subscribe to get future updates. From our combine to yours, make it a great day. Record. Thank you for riding along today in the Leadership Combine. The purpose of this podcast is to make you think about the intersection of leadership, agriculture, community development, and all points in between. No matter where you're listening from, thanks for your support and tell others. You can engage with us on Instagram and Twitter at TTUAG Leadership. Till next time, you've been listening to the Leadership Combine.